This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. And we start right now with our first guest, Gabrielle Shaulian. Welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Hello. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> Good afternoon. How are you? Wow, you had to give us a little bit of suspense. We like it. It was like a little bit of a build up there. That's fantastic. We're doing well. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Excellent. We're really excited to have you because you're a digital marketing expert. Can mm-hmm. you tell us how you became a digital digital marketing expert? Yeah, through a lot lot of uh, trials and errors. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had a I owned an agency, a mid-sized global agency headquartered in New York City oh, wow. with uh, branches in Europe and across US. And we served companies uh, globally. What we did was we first did a strategy for their brand. Uh, we did some rebranding if we needed to. We then built a website because a website is a part of a marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. And then we implemented a digital marketing campaign for them. Interesting. What was your secret sauce? What were you doing that was special within the agency that really set you guys apart from other you know, uh, firms that were in that space? You know, when we started, we're doing something that I think a lot more agencies are doing today, but we were focused on conversions. Okay. We weren't focused on building a website that was beautiful with motion graphics and uh, award-winning design. Mm-hmm. Aesthetics are important, but mm-hmm. you know what our clients wanted to see? They wanted to make more money. They wanted to ah, have more interesting. brand exposure. Make more money. <laughs> so right. what we focused right. on were the bottom line results. Interesting. And so what were some, in those early days, it sounds like you guys were pioneers here. What were you doing that was innovative that was really getting to, you know, uncovering how to actually, you know, really push that conversion rate higher for these clients? You know, what we found, it's honestly, it's really simple, Mm. uh, which is, I think, the beauty of it. And I say it's simple because it comes down to a few elements. When you're doing a marketing campaign and you drive someone to your website, the first thing they notice is the messaging. And I tell people, use big text. Mm -hmm. Use text that demonstrate your value. Mm -hmm. Wait, can I stop you there for a second? Um, You say big text, and that makes perfect sense to me. But in in, in lieu of graphics, or in addition to graphics? Mm. Uh, In addition to, you know, don't let the graphics overwhelm the page. Mm -hmm. People should be able to read the text. But if you want to reference a site that utilizes big text, I would say... Like Airbnb is one, where they have a small amount of text. Uh, they don't overload you with a lot of power, small, tiny paragraphs. Like your H1, your header one, the main text in your page should be about 30 plus pixels. Wow. And you should only have one H1 on your page for SEO purposes. Your H2s should be a little bit smaller than your H1s. But no text on your page should be less than 18 pixels. And you shouldn't have more than 13 words on a line. Because when you land on a page, you don't want to read from the left side of the screen to the right. You want to see what the message is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zappos did a very good job at this when Zappos came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zappos' main message was, you know, you could return it, no questions asked, overnight free shipping and delivery. Mm-hmm. And this won a lot of people over. It was the messaging that people paid attention. Then he came the calls to action. Now, a lot more sites are doing this today, but they have, you know, mm-hmm. succinct messaging, a good call to action. A call to action is something that converts somebody, mm-hmm. whether that is or that brings them in through the conversion funnel. That means buy now is a simple call to action. We're all familiar with it. But how about inquire, inquire about the item? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of our clients sold items that were not as easy to buy right away. Mm-hmm. 
people had questions about it, so we said, you know, put a question, inquire about item. Can and I, let me stop really, you for one second again. So when you have this call to action, which I understand, you want it on the very first page of your website? You want it, I suggest having calls to action throughout your site. Throughout. So if mm-hmm. you go to the site we built, uh, for the agency, Blue Fountain Media, uh, it's a service company, right? They don't sell a product. The call to action is work with us. Mm. You click it, you get a, you know, you get a request to form, you get a request to quote form. So when I was working at the agency, we did for ourselves, we did for our clients. And we were, you know, a lot of big agencies, if you go to their sites, what they have is videos, hmm. hard to contact them. You don't see a phone number. Mm. They just showcase some of their best works. These are like the big agencies. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they have known. I built an agency. No one knew who we were. Mm. So we had to make sure that our site converted well. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I grew that company to 250 full-time people with no, uh, no financing, no investing, no no borrowing. Hmm. It shows the power of being able to market online. Hmm. It works. It really works. And the company. And if you're a small business, you don't got to spend a fortune to mm-hmm. get great results. So, how did you get the people to come to the website in the first place? Yeah, where was the traffic great coming question. from? Yeah. So when I started this company, we're going back to early 2000, 2000. Three around that time. And it's called Blue uh, Constance Media, Gabriel? Blue Fountain Media. Yep. Blue Fountain. Uh, the company, I'm no longer there. The company's been sold to a much bigger giant called Pactera. Okay. And uh, they still do great work. I'm still friends with them there. They are a wonderful group of people. I, I still recommend people to work with them. But uh, in any case, uh, how did I get traffic to the site? Mm-hmm. Number one is SEO. Now, I got to tell you, today, SEO is a lot Search engine optimization, right? That's correct. Uh, sorry, I should say that. <laughs> and that is when, when you come up in Google organically without having to pay Google to come up, it doesn't mean it doesn't cost to come up because it takes a lot of time and money to, for SEO to work. Uh, but, you know, today, now we were a B2B. Believe it or not, in the B2B space, I find that direct emails work great. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> mm-hmm. Emails work better than people think. Mm -hmm, They do. Yeah. I I mean, for us, social media marketing, still, maybe on LinkedIn would be okay, Mm. but still, the cost of it to get to, because we had to target a certain size company, a certain decision maker, at a certain time when they're ready to do a project. Mm -hmm. But for us, we found that mailing worked the best, Mm. Uh, direct mail, like emails. However, for a lot of our clients, we found social media to be a terrific way for them to target their audience and keep in touch with their audience. Mm. So you were talking about um, SEO or search engine optimization to bring, and one of the best ways to do it to bring people to the site was through email. I think that's what you were talking about, correct? In a B2B environment. Mm -hmm. So I was a business targeting a large business. But if you are, if you have a restaurant, if you have a shop, if you are a doctor or uh, a small law firm, social media is a fantastic way to drive traffic to your site. Now, make sure your site is responsive. That means that it renders properly on desktop, mm. on iPads, and mobile phones. That's really important because mm-hmm. I think if you look at the traffic coming to your site, you can see that probably most of the initial traffic goes to mobile. Mm. 
That's when people are doing their searches on their mobile phone, so can, more than behind the computer. Just mm-hmm. for someone who's really brand new in this, how expensive is something right. like that to convert it to all those different formats? Is right. that pretty is that a, regular now? Or yeah. is, that is that a hard a thing deal? to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is it hard to do? No. Uh, it depends how big and complex your site is. But if you mm-hmm. have an informational site, it's not hard to do. And, you know, it's something really critical that you should be doing I agree, because when I look, on, I'm mostly looking on my phone, and when mm-hmm. I go to a website and it's not optimized for my phone, uh-huh. that's it. <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, I can't stand it. What's the it. proportion of time you spend searching on phone versus desktop? Is What's that? What's that? I would say just for me personally, I'm more on my phone than uh-huh. on desktop what's now. What's the numbers? My numbers? Yeah, 100%. Uh, out of 100%, I yeah. would say 60 to 70% no on okay. my phone. Yeah, me too. I don't do a lot of searching on the desktop as well. I mean, very much on the phone. So to Gabriel's point, you know, being able to have a responsive website that doesn't blow up when it, when it converts. And I think that's what you're saying, Gabriel, right? It's like you design it in a way such that you design one thing and whatever device that's on. It, it should be optimized, optimized for that format. That. And, right. and, it, and you're saying it's not hard to do that? Wow, that's interesting. No, so let's let me give you an example. Let's say you're restaurants, right? And we all know restaurants have to keep a tight overhead. Mm. So you can go to Squarespace and pick a responsive design. I think it's like $25 a month. Wow. And you put your information in there, and auto- it automatically adjusts for you. Oh. So you could do it yourself on Squarespace if you had to. Okay. Uh, Listeners, I know. that's a good piece of advice. 25 bucks, huh? <laughs> a month. I think everybody's got 25 yeah. bucks, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So Square- Squarespace is a very affordable solution for companies mm. that want to try it on their own, and it's a good starting point. Shopify is another example. If you're an e-commerce site, and you just want to start. Although, if someone wants to sell something and they haven't done it before, mm-hmm. I say, you know what? Go open a store on Amazon. Mm. Start selling on Amazon first. Then open your own e-commerce site. Oh. And we're going to talk about how to open a store on Amazon in the yeah. last part of this hour. So yeah. that's, that's something exciting. we'll come back to. But right. thanks for that advice. Right. Sure. And so search. Right. So you've got a couple things here you've got uh, going here, Gabriel. You said... SEO search engine optimization, you, you said responsiveness across all devices and probably assuming that your customers are going to be spending more time like Barbara uh, on the mobile, uh, you know, uh, for, format than others. And then, and then you had some, some really nice uh, ideas. What was the first? That was Square? What was the name of this uh, resource you mentioned? Squarespace. Squarespace. Uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Yeah. Uh, they do aggressive advertising in New York. Oh, okay. And they did for a little while. Gotcha. Uh, but, you know, there's other things that offer templates that you could use as well. Uh-huh. Uh, there's many templates out there, and if you talk to any web, small website designers, they could recommend a template to you. Mm. You could probably buy a template for like $200, and they'll customize it for you. Wow. Can you imagine a firm or a small business today that doesn't have a web presence? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, right. I can't imagine it. Right, right. I wonder if there's anybody out there that's yeah. I, it's very interesting too, and it's, it's and if if you track to Gabriel's point, if you track across like how these things have evolved, they're very sophisticated and nice looking pages too that you can do your kind of DIY right. I mean, in some senses, it's like you know the first version of of web was like really kind of clunky and not as pretty, but now you can do some very beautiful things that are pretty easy to construct yourself, yourself as Gabriel's saying right. Yeah, I remember when you making your website. Answer the user's question why, why, why the, you know, when they land on your site. Don't talk about, welcome to our site, or since 1954, we've been in business. <laughs> you know, it sounds you know, obvious, but you see yeah, sites I, that do that, yeah, right? But it's easy to fall into that trap. So, for example, if you are a restaurant, put a, put a picture, a big picture of your favorite dish in that restaurant and put the name of it mm-hmm. and, like, 
talk about what's so special about that. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. coming to a restaurant for an experience for a dish, you don't, you know, family owned and operated is probably not why they mm-hmm. just come there. They probably come there for, for your food. Mm-hmm. If you are a doctor, mm-hmm. you may want to say like, uh, family, family care, uh, we, you know, with expertise in XYZ and show that what XYZ, what XYZ is. This is a different example. Mm-hmm. If you are marketing a product, let's say you are a, um, a sports goods store. If the person comes to your page, by the way, you should not always market your home page. You should know that you you market the you market specific landing pages. Mm-hmm. And the example is like this: If you're looking for women's tennis shoes and you go to Google and put in women's tennis shoes, or you're on social media, you don't give them a link to your home page where you might have men's bowling men's bowling balls mm. you know you you want to put a link directly to the landing page for women's tennis shoes mm. so it's very important doing your marketing that you you link to appropriate pages not to your home page mm. well anyway gabriel shaulian thank you so much for coming on the show tonight it was a pleasure to have you and if you want to keep up with gabe go to designrush.com for more insight from business radio Please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.